Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Kia ora na. Welcome back to the Evangelia Show. I'm so excited to have with me today Dion Risso. Thank you so much for saying yes and agreeing to share your testimony to our audience today. You're welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. Now, I noticed you've got a strong accent there. Tell us, where are you from? I was born in South Africa in 1970 on Waitangi Day. Ah, on Waitangi Day. That's right. Very significant for Māori. And um, what was life like growing up for you? Was faith a part of your upbringing? I was born a Christian. Um, I'll clarify that later because there's difference between being a Christian and uh, being religious mm. and God only revealed that to me maybe a year ago or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And so um, you grew up in South Africa. Did you go to church or anything like that? My parents uh, made me go to church. They never went to church. Um, I grew up during apartheid years. Ah. And, uh, what people also don't understand is that you get forced to do military service. Five years of your life is, is gone. So it's not just the underprivileged, it's also for us it was a very, very hard time, you know. I didn't want to do military service, but uh, was forced you to do You had to. Yeah. And what age did you have to do that? So what happens is if you go and study after school, you get exempt until your studies are finished. But if you just leave school, um, any age after 16, then it's compulsory to, to go in to the army. You do two years in one stint and then one month a year until retirement. So that basically works out to being five years mm. of, of your life. You've got a lovely wife, Marcel, and your lovely children. How did you meet? Marcel is an accountant, but her um, student job was in a pharmacy, and the pharmacist was my best friend at the time. And this uh, is in South Africa? Yes. We were born outside Johannesburg, but adult life in Pretoria. Uh, both my kids were born here. One is Luca Tamatua, and one is Jordan Tamarua. Nice. How did you encounter Christ, and where did that happen? When did that happen for you? It happened in the Cook Islands. Like I said, we, I was born, thought I was a Christian, um, but lived like the devil, you know. Every Sunday, go and repent, I'm sorry uh, for what I've done the week. It used to be, drink all the time, you know, every night, maybe only three or four beers, but that, that makes you an alcoholic. Mm. And I had an experience that God took away the alcohol um, eight years ago. I have no desire to go back there. You know, I always thought that people that didn't drink didn't have the freedom. But do you know how much freedom there is in walking past the bottle store, going into the bond store and just going and buying a cold drink and seeing all the alcohol that's got no hold on you. The freedom yes. in that is magnificent. And my kids and wife have a better dad and better husband mm. for that. You spoke about encountering Christ here on the island. When did that happen? 
we used to be in the apostolic church and then we moved and uh, so we ended up in celebration church during a altar call i went and I, I tried to stop drinking for a long time because i taught myself to drink it's you know it's not a very good thing and we used to have huge arguments and sometimes physical fights i tried to stop many times and you know i would wake up after binge drinking over the weekend and say, oh, never doing this again but then you know like the bible says a dog returns to its vomit you just do that when i had that experience in church and the uh, mate that it's also a physical decision you know I, I, but i couldn't do it on my own power mm. but when god came involved in that um, i just never had the desire and a little bit of a testimony that could help people you know the devil can't read your mind god reads your mind mm. but the devil can see how you act what you write down or what you say so even in the beginning it was hard to stop drinking you know i go after work i stop at a friend's place and say oh there's a cold beer for you mm. i say i don't drink anymore wow that must be very hard mm. even in the mind i know it's hard but i would say no it's the easiest thing if you right. can find god because and then the devil left me right. after a while because he sees through my action my constant decisions and i just speak life rather than yes if the devil knows it's hard for you and you confess it with your mouth, he's going to not stop. Mm. The encounter that you had, was it a deliverance for you? The physical demon left me at a later stage during an encounter weekend when, you know, the, the spiritual side of it, I didn't know. I didn't know the dynamics about until I had gone the f furthest step with, with the Lord. Um, about um, the supernatural realm hey? yes. because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but of principalities yes. and, but I was set free from that during a counter weekend where a physical demon left me, vomited it right. out and stuff but I think God has grace and even during that time that I was leaving alcohol that maybe that demon was still operating but mm. God gave me the strength um, to to deal with that and right. um, since the, the, the demons left me you know it's got no hold on me wonderful you know? how did you and, and Marcel end up here in Rarotonga we moved to New Zealand um, my whole life I've been searching for something you know and I never thought that it was God because um I was born in a Christian home. Yes. You know, what I thought was Christian mm. and what I thought was normal. But uh, my dad was a function, functioning alcoholic. Uh, he taught me to drink. Right. His, his idea of sexual education was showing me a pornographic oh. video at a young age. And, you know, that's a different demon to get rid of altogether. And he came from a very dysfunctional father that uh, abuse physical mentally and never around and um, incest the whole thing oh. came out late in later years when when he was on his deathbed so my dad did much better than 
what his dad did. Sure. No abuse at all. In terms of to you yes, and no physical, the physical, but, but allowing you to drink and wanting to be my friend, a buddy more than a father. And I think with that, you know, you need you need a father figure to point you and to tell mm. you, no, don't do, do don't do that. You know, the Bible says honor your mother and your father. It doesn't say honor them if they were good. Mm. You know, but he he tried his best mm. and. So materialistic things he tried to provide. Yeah, but I can't remember him playing one ball sport with me or playing cards. He's always busy. He bred dogs, bull terriers, and uh, that was his passion. And he was always busy with that cleaning cages. And, and so if I wanted to hang out with him, I needed to help, you know? Yes. Anyway, so we moved to New Zealand through a job opportunity for Marcel working for the audit office and we moved to Christchurch and that's the first time we heard about the Cook Islands. And then Paul Allsworth was the Auditor General of the Cook Islands. He reached out for, to, to New Zealand um, to say, is there anybody that can, can come and help uh, the audit office? Here in the Cook Islands? Islands for one year. And um, in the whole of the audit office in New Zealand, I think there's eight offices countrywide. Marcel is the only one that put up her hand. Wow. So by default, we ended here and one year turned into 12 years this, this year. What has kept you here? Well, <laughs> we found what we were looking for. You know, God filled that void and it's the most incredible place you know um, for us it's obviously special because we got born again here my wife also got set free from alcohol six months after me she followed suit you know she could see the change in me no more St still anger sometimes we're, we're sure. all work in progress yeah we but, are um, I instantaneously started trying my best and God just filled in the rest yeah. you know so if you can't be happy in the Cook Islands, you can't be happy anywhere in, in, in the world. And what and do you mean by that? People leave the island because they go search for money. Okay? Mm. they struggling here, then they go. But I will tell you a little bit what happened to me in Christchurch. When we got to Christchurch, I was very excited because something new. Yeah, and uh, was it considered a safer option for the family to leave South yes, Africa? Yes, My sister-in-law's been smashed and grabbed. They oh, traffic no. light twice. My brother-in-law's been shot during a home invasion. They mm. take the kids to another room. They fire a shot and then they come back and say, oh, we've killed one kid. If you want to see the other kid, then you better say, tell me, where's the safe, where's mm. the guns, where's the money, what is your PIN number? They, they empty your bank account. Nothing like that ever happened to us, but I, I was never content in life because I was searching, sure. for, searching for something and that's the reason we left. Marcel didn't want to leave. We had a great colonial lifestyle in South Africa right. and she was on really good money compared to the Cook Islands. Right, of course. But I will tell you my testimony with regards to money. So for six months in Christchurch, I couldn't find a job. And you know your self-worth gets attacked. We were staying in town and walking from shop to shop asking if I could find a job and couldn't find anything. 
and then I started spending more time in the word also reading and God gave me a scripture but it's in the Amplified Bible I would say if, if you're a young Christian buy an Amplified Bible because it's translated by a lady and women have a way of explaining things easier for us to understand mm. you know it's more simplified it gives more detail and if you go to the Amplified Bible and go look up 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 that's the scripture about finance that God gave me and we were poor we had nothing we came to the Cook Islands with nothing and today in worldly views we are rich Hmm. We are able to bless other people because that scripture says that God is able to give all grace and earthly blessings. Hmm. Earthly blessings, if you read, in, it explains it's about money and that you would require no aid or support. Isn't that amazing? Amen. And that you will have enough for every good deed and charitable donation because God never intended for us to keep our money. Eh? We need to, if we get, we yeah. help the poor help the widow you know it's not like the dead sea all the water comes in and it stays, stays. and yes. that's why the dead sea is dead you know right so god spoke to you about that verse and then did things change while you were in christchurch yes i memorized that verse and just stood on it and we ended up going to elam church in burnside a guy approached me and said oh i heard you're a furniture maker but we're a joinery factory um, we're looking for a joiner. Mm. Do you want to come have a try? I said, oh, yes, please. Mm. And then I started working in Turham Street for a company called Euroform. And I learned how to make kitchens and shop fitting and things like mm. that from there. Fantastic. Being here on the island and, you know, has God done other miracles or shown wonders and just moved miraculously for you guys as a family mm. or just for yourself personally yes absolutely we serve a miracle god miracle upon miracle uh, like we've got short-term accommodation and during the covid um, yes. pandemic our business completely dried up I always did some joinery and building houses and stuff. I mm. do a lot of container homes. And honestly now, uh, from being on my own, I employ three uh, local men, great builders. And uh, I'm trying to be a, a role model for them too. They don't know the Lord. They're not very open to, to the conversations, but I hope through my actions and, mm. you know, it's very difficult that your words and your action correspond because mm. as soon as something happens you get road rage or something not to react sure to respond godly and it's one of my biggest things that god's still working on me is that my words and my action correspond mm. now you're a very hard-working person but that wasn't always how you were yes no i think um you know playing tennis or something is much nicer than working you know? yes but during the the fall of man when adam sinned god said you have to toil yeah. the, the land you know it's just it's a constant decision it's like it's like anything we have conscience consciously uh, make decisions not to sin because it's going to come 
pressure's going to come, opportunity's going to come. Mm. Well, I can take this, nobody will know that. It's just somebody dropped something, but mm. rather go give it into the police station or something, you know. You know, the devil is always busy putting stuff on your, on your right. path. If you build on one good decision, God rewards that. Like I said, my dad, he d obviously didn't know how to show love. So basically, gifts. And I think, if I remember right, I had 11 motorbikes as a young kid. And But my dad... I think he wants to be busy with the dogs and so if he if I have a motorbike then I can be on my way you know so I never had to do anything so I didn't grow up with it's only through God that can changes you because you, if a leopard can't change his spot mm. except if God gets involved because it's true mate, working is not nice but it's um, God gives you the grace and mm. we have to work if you want to eat and you want to be um, not a burden on society mm. you you have to work because if the government is looking after you all the time and stuff you know how long can they do that yeah and like you says that promise that God gives that he will supply but you know we do what we need to do and God does the rest so with COVID around the world and I mean we've had COVID and Delta Omicron and you know I mean it all sounds like Decepticon to me but um <laughs> yeah has God been speaking to you through this through this whole period? And yeah, what's He been saying? Absolutely. He's, he gave me a scripture that says that uh, no man can add another day to his life. You can't you can't take away a day or you can't add a day. So in the book of life, your day when you get born, the day when you die, mm. is written in the word. Not true. Mm. God's word cannot lie. You're going to die of COVID of the flu or whatever so why why have the fear because the, right. the devil comes with fear and somebody in the world is making a lot of money through making people anxious and fearful and it's not of God it can only be from from the devil even the masks I don't think anybody has ever washed a mask like me, I take the mask, I put it in my van. Yes. I have to wear it in the next shop, pull it out my van, put it, touch it with my hand. Yes. It has no use. It is just complying. <laughs> I want to travel, so I took the vaccine. But, yes. you know, it, when I look at, at um, New Zealand and stuff, you, you basically don't have a choice. You have to take mm. this thing, even though this, they've done no research. That's right. Who says it doesn't cause cancer it doesn't cause mm. autism in in kids they think they're giving you the free choice and you don't have to pay for it you still get COVID. it's less harsh and stuff but who knows right. it affects everybody differently yeah. but you know if we rely on god you know it says lord pestilence will not come to my house that's right yeah um and the thing that i never knew and you know god revealed to me about pestilence that pestilence is to do with community virus mm. i think i'd always assumed pestilence pest pests locusts mm. and so on and so forth but um that's a promise to the lord um to us that mm. he like you said that he will protect us from pestilence mm. so he protects us he provides for us he's he's everything we need what's your uh, vision or your plans and your hopes for for you know the years to come 
and do you see it being long-term here on the, on the Cook Islands for well, your family? Well, we don't have South African passports anymore. Right. Because that's, in Christian terms, it's like going back to Egypt. Yes. We cannot go back there. Yes. So we have New Zealand um, passports now. Our kids had it before us because we had permanent residents and they were born in the Cook Islands. So sure. that makes them automatically New Zealand citizens. So... Um, we have nowhere else to go. We love it here. We love the people. Um, the people are kind. Um, I like that it's, uh, they call it a Christian nation. It's more religious. But there, there's a lot of people that are really great mm. Christians. And we've seen miracle on people's lives here. We just yes. love it here. What's your vision and, and dreams and hopes in terms of the Lord while you're here on the islands? Um, close to home, I think I'd love to see my kids passionately in love with Jesus, and they're still young, and I'd like to see more people born again. Yes, you know? because that's God gave us one job to do, and is go make disciples of men. You know, is there a, a revelation or a hope for you that God is in the midst of all of this, very much in control? Oh, absolutely. You know. A lot of things happen to people, kids die prematurely, mm. all those things, but for ev God can turn every situation for good. Mm. Can you, <laughs> the, the Western world was so money driven, people didn't know their kids. And when they were forced to work from home, they got to know their kids. Mm. So what an amazing good thing that came out of COVID. That's so true. And a shift of priorities. Yes. Yeah. And like with us having short-term accommodation, that if we trusted in tourists coming from overseas staying and that is our provider, we would have been in big trouble. Mm. But God is our provider. He just yes. opened another door. It's, you know, God is good and He... You know, <clears throat> your father, your natural father, if you ask him for something, you don't have to beg him. Mm. You just ask, and he's our father. He wants the best for it. And your your prayers will be answered if it corresponds with what is right for you. God's not going to answer your prayer if it's going to cause you harm. Mm. You know, I had a revelation a few years back. A lot of people are looking for uh, a secret, if I can call that, anointed scripture in the Bible. That if I can find that scripture, everything is going to go, or let's go to this seminar. It's mm. good. All those things are good. Go to a seminar. Anything to do with God is good. But I came to the revelation that I'm the child of God. He wants the best for mm. me. I don't have to look for uh, a secret anointed formula in the Bible yes. I just I have to choose God put yeah. him first and, and he'll continue to keep speaking to you that's and right. guiding you with those words his instructions that mm. you need to hear it yeah. at the time yeah. but you must make the choice mm. God mm. can't make the choice for you mm. Mm. to choose him yeah? yeah, and yield to him is there any other miracle or supernatural um, experience you've had that you, you would want to share during the COVID period or, or any period really? During COVID we had a family or a group of people that took both villas and 
they paid in advance and it was ten thousand dollars wow um, and so that was a miracle in itself you know so we used that money in the beginning of COVID, mm. uh, and obviously used used up everything and they just when they couldn't come they rolled it over for a year and then wow. they rolled it over one more time and um, they were supposed to come this this month and uh, then one of the people got um, cancer oh, no. and um, a lot of the family have little kids so they decided to cancel because kids can't come they're not vaccinated yes and um, so they said oh well we need <laughs> we want our money back yeah and uh, I'll just give a bit of background I was driving down the the road and um, I saw a pretty lady Mm-hmm. And you know the flesh wants to look, mm. but I made a constant decision. I said one good decision leads to another one, and I looked the other way. I passed, and um, when I got home, Marcel told me, "Oh, we just had a booking today. They're arriving tomorrow." Um, and you would see that would correlate with your decision yes, earlier. Of course. The Holy Spirit, like, is honouring your decision to honour the Lord. If your kid is naughty, don't you punish them, mm. you know? Mm. You know, yeah. God wants to bless us, but if I entertained that thought and um, yeah. pulled over, had a look at the lady, whatever, you know? Yes. Um, how can we think we're not going to be punished? Mm. God is a God of love, mm. and He wants us to do the right thing, but it's a conscious decision. Mm. Mm. So, yes, I'm... 100% sure that um, that's related to that. Right. To our listener, what do you think would be your most important encouragement or message you would give to them at this time? I think not to have fear. You know, um, yes, we have to obey the law, we have to put on masks and stuff like that, but you don't need it. Your time is your time, God will protect you. And why are you scared of dying? We're going to a better place anyway. For the person that doesn't know the Lord, what would your encouragement be to them? We just need to live right, you know. Um, I had a very bad encounter with a lady uh, last week. And um, and afterwards I said to her, but I'm sure you're not a Christian. And she then said to me, no, I am. Mm. And I said, but the way you spoke to me, you know, it's, uh, that's definitely not Christ-like. And you know what, afterwards that lady apologized to me and said, oh, I'm sorry. So, that, you know, um, with prayer and kind words and love, every situation, you can calm the whole situation. Yes. You know? If we talk even just about... Omicron on the island. What's your encouragement to our listeners today, those on the island? What I would like to see is that um, the word COVID and the speech of it should be banned off the island. Why are we afraid of this thing? It's a flu. It is, isn't it? In the sense that part of your your medical recovery is, um, is the paracetamol. Mm. So that's pretty much what you may do if you had a cold or a flu anyway. So yes, but put our trust in the Lord, yeah? Yeah. As soon as we start to realise we have to live with this, we can't keep it out. 
you know we need to learn how to live with this like we learn to live with flu sticking our head in in the sand like an ostrich not going to make it go away mm. and we're prolonging the the suffering the uh, a lot of people financially are struggling if they yeah. don't know the lord and the, the lord is not their provider what they're going to do mm. you know they <laughs> there's no tourists coming they can't make any money um, i think a lot of people are getting or I don't know wage subsidy or whatever sure. I, don't, I don't know how that works but that money at one stage will dry up then what where's the money going to come from mm. and um, people don't realize that I think 85% of the cook uh, of Rarotonga's GDP is um, the revenue is made through tourism. tourism that's right so it's not a lifetime we can't sustain what's been happening you know mm. the government has x amount of money we're borrowing more we, we when will this stop so yeah. let's start living with the virus and you know like i said your your life is written in the book if you're gonna die you're gonna die if it's from coronavirus or crossing the street or coconut falling on your head if you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life-changing testimonies, subscribe to Te Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia meta kito ora e kia manuia. Ie koko.